Here's something from the Equinox Gallery website about the painter Kim Dorland. Kim Dorland's practice reflects a fascination with the enigmatic Canadian landscape as it comes into contact with contemporary urban experience. The psychological atmosphere represented by Dorland is confrontational and hallucinatory. Disrupting conventional ideas that the natural world is a place of solace and contemplation. Using a dense matrix of intense colors, delirious textures, and passionate painterly touch, Dorland brings a paradoxical sense of displacement in which the artist's relationship with nature is simultaneously one of awe and fear. In parallel with this, fragments of contemporary urban life materialize themselves in the form of ghostly figures and graffiti remnants. It is through these dueling representations of the landscape that Kim Dorland has created a body of work endowed with an emotional charge whose potential far exceeds the formal confines of the canvas. That was kind of a overview. I've been interested in his work for a number of years now. And I had a conversation with him about his process, his influences, where he's living right now, how he's interacting with his family and with his work in the midst of a global pandemic, and other conversations about artists that he's interested in and exhibitions that he's had recently, and also about the series of work that he's currently producing in his new studio in Toronto. Enjoy the conversation. This is the White Hot Magazine Art World Podcast. I'm your host, Noah Becker. Hey, Noah. Hi, Kim. How's it going? Good. You think we, we have it now? We do. We, we have it now. Good. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so you're, what are you working on right now in the studio? Uh, yeah, I'm working on what I sort of call my pandemic paintings, uh, based sort of on how small <laughs> my world has become. And, uh, you know, I sort of take my kids out on the same walk every day through this forested area that's really close to us. And there's this sort of suburban neighborhood as well. So, mm-hmm. uh, working on paintings of things that I sort of see every day and, you know, sort of representing that monotony and anxiety that's uh, running through everything right now. <laughs> mm. But didn't you have that monotony and anxiety before all of this, or do you feel like it's been intensified? Well, definitely, yeah, I'm not super outside of my interests with this body of work, but um, I'd say the differences where before I was kind of inventing the anxiety or illustrating the anxiety in a more uh, uh, fantastic way. I find that sort of mundane or uh, things that I sort of see every day right now sort of carry that same amount of (laughs) interior landscape or something like that. Mm. Does that make sense? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... You're involved in a body of work. How many paintings are in the... Is it like a certain number of paintings? Uh, Well, right now, I have maybe five or six completed paintings, and I'm working on 
counting five paintings and a large woodcut and a few drawings. So I'm sort of, yeah, I'm sort of in the thick of it for sure. I think this will keep me busy for a while. Like uh, a year or six months or three months or how many? I don't know. Certainly, uh, I'm in it right now, so it's kind of hard to say, but I would, yeah, maybe a year or so. Mm -hmm. Is this for uh, several different spaces? What, like, what spaces are you are you doing this for? Uh, well, to be honest, right now, no one. Um, I have a couple of things penciled in in the next couple of years, but I'm kind of using this opportunity to make work without. <laughs> without thinking of the product or, or the show or something like that. I'm trying to just, that's been one of the sort of good things that's come out of this crazy mm. time that I've, I've been able to kind of double down on my practice a little bit and, and put some of those concerns just to the side for now. <laughs> I'm not right. letting them go, but yeah. So do you feel like the, the, the art showing in thing has kind of, is it an art fair thing because there's no art fairs or, or? No, I mean, I just had that big show in uh, October here in Toronto. So I sort of arrived uh, with a show when I moved back and then set up a studio. And this is sort of the first big body of work I've been involved with since we moved. Okay. Well, I've been um, involved yeah. in a million different things. Can you just recap what that big show was? Oh, um, well, I did the, uh, I did a show at a new, new gallery in Toronto here called Patel Brown Gallery, uh -huh. and the show was called Way Lost, and it uh -huh. was, uh, sort of, sorry. Keep going. Oh, yeah, and it was a show sort of about <laughs> a lot of the things we're going through right now, sort of environmental anxiety, personal anxiety, and how to represent that in painting, um. So, and then the other thing I did with that show was I created a narrative uh, with a sort of graph, I call it the graphic novel project. And so we showed, I made a 90-ish page graphic novel book that went with the show as well. So that was kind of my last big um, exhibition. Right. And how many yeah. works were in that show? Uh, maybe nine or 10 paintings that were in the show. And then uh, we showed all of the drawings for the book, and that was about 100. No. I can't remember how long the book is, to be honest. Right. But, uh, you know, it, it filled a separate gallery uh, full of the drawings. Right. And where did you move from? Uh, Vancouver. Oh, we you were, were in Vancouver. Vancouver. Right. Yeah, I was there for about five years. Okay. Yeah. And you just wanted to move back to Toronto. Yeah, I mean, we moved to Vancouver for a few different reasons. Uh, and it's a nice city and everything, but Toronto definitely, it became clear Toronto is home. So, right. don't think I'll be leaving again. <laughs> You're... No shade for Vancouver, though. Right, right, right. Um, and then... Uh, so you're going to work through this body of work, and is it similar to a lot of the work that 
people know uh, from you or is are there some different things in it that that uh, some surprises I think there's some surprises actually um, I'm definitely pushing the edges of my work a little bit so thicknesses but also um, passages with almost no paint so there's there seems to be sort of a wider range of approach to the works and I think they are looking you know a bit, recognizably mine obviously but i think yeah some new things things for <laughs> it seems that you have recurring painting. character you have some recurring characters in some of the paintings <laughs> and some recurring sort of yep. colors that happen in some of the paintings <laughs> and the atmosphere is are you saying that it's in the vicinity of where you're walking is that kind of where <laughs> yeah well there's this wooded area so i um, when I moved here, we had, we were moving during the pandemic, so we didn't really know. We kind of knew where in the city it was, but, but it turns out to be this sort of really suburban uh, area where the houses are kind of in rows. And then there's this wooded area called the Humber River, and it's this really amazing sort of forested area, really dense. So there's this space that I've kind of always been interested in where, you know, woods but woods that are touched by people all the time and then this suburban space as well so that's kind of that's kind of the subject matter i've been dealing with so there's traces of human interaction with the nature yeah for sure for sure or you know or something behind the nature that shows you where that nature is mm -hmm. i've also seen some uh, some paintings of yours that are kind of like isolated portraits like just sort of a figure mm -hmm. are those self-portraits uh, I mostly paint portraits of uh, Lori, my wife. Um, I, <laughs> I not I dislike looking or ha like looking at photos of myself or, or looking at myself, mm. especially as I get older. So I yeah I tend to work with portraits of her mostly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So those would be her. I say that again, sir. It would be is she mo mostly your model? Does she appear in the paintings as kind of like the figure a lot of the time? Yeah, she's been from in the from the very first works when I was painting, you know, bush parties and fistfights and everything. She was sort of the figure in the background a lot, and then my focus sort of turned to her in two thousand six, seven, and then you know, in the bigger project of my practice, she sort of comes and goes as a, as a subject for me. That's nice. So you have an in-house model. It's, yes, it's the family business, so we all huh. pitch in. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, cottage industry. So um, you remind me where you went to art school. I read about it, but it slipped my mind at this point. My undergrad I did in Vancouver at Emily Carr, and right. then my master's uh, was at New York University in Toronto. Right. A long time ago now. <laughs> right. And... Uh, I'm noticing that some of you, I mean, I'm familiar with your work, but I haven't seen a ton of it in person. I'm noticing that it's, uh, it can be quite large. Yeah. I mean, yeah, every now and then I sort of do a large triptych, uh, sort of the, the eight by, you know, 18 foot range. I've noticed lately, uh, I've been, a lot of the techniques I'm doing now are really, really time consuming. So I find that, you know, doing a six by eight foot painting, uh, for some of the things I'm doing, it's just too big. So I've been really focusing more in the, uh, you know, four by three, 
four by five and six by five foot range. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, are you are you working on paintings that are already stretched, or are you stapling canvas to the wall, or how do you prefer to work? Uh, I usually have canvases stretched um, backwards so that the I get like twelve or fifteen ounce canvas that's primed on one side or like pre prepared, mm-hmm. and I have um, I'm not so good at stretching canvas, so I have somebody do it for me. Mm-hmm. But they stretch it backwards so that I have the uh, unprimed canvas on the outside, and then I'll start with various drains and stains into the unprimed canvas. Right. Right. I used to work. I used to work kind of that like that a while ago. It was it was in a in a way kind of uh, Francis Bacon inspired. I don't know if that mm-hmm. is if that was an influence of yours. Oh yes, uh, totally. I love the matteness of his paintings when you see them in person. Mm-hmm. And there's um there's sort of an immediacy like whatever mark you make is left there. It's it's sort of absorbed really quickly. And it appears that you're working in oil paint, so that adds to the um, immediacy and permanence. Yeah, I mean, I work in acrylic. Uh, I often do the staining in acrylic just to sort of, um, just as a way to get into the canvas, um, and then build oil over top. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a pleasure to meet you. It's like um, I've seen your work around art fairs and galleries and stuff over the years, but um, for some reason we never bumped into each other at any of these events. Yeah, well, um, I appreciate, too, you, you've run a couple of very kind reviews of my work. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, what I, I'm just kind of allowing people to find what, interests them and then kind of go from there so I guess what you were doing was interesting to different people at a certain point <laughs> I hope so yeah. Uh, yeah the last one you guys published was the show I did in Montreal in 2017 or 18 I can't remember oh, okay. 19 mm-hmm. yeah it was a little nailing down a butterfly it was called right and where was that that was in Montreal at uh, Antoine or the Skirin, uh, gallery was and, that James uh, Campbell did he write that? Yes, James. Yeah. You know, yeah. he passed he away. About my work. Oh, he did? Yes. Oh, no. When was that? Uh, last month. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Do you, do you know what from? Or? Uh, I think it was a sudden cancer, is what I heard. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I, I was, uh, it was pretty shocking. He was definitely... Yeah, he was always such a kind supporter of my work too nice guy yeah Yeah, very nice guy very great writer great writer but thankfully there's a lot of I've published a lot of a lot of his writing over the last few years Mm -hmm. which is still still there that's good yeah here's actually the last review he did that you published was my favorite body of text about my own work Mm. (laughs) I really like that review yeah, he's a, a great writer. Yeah, I was really um, not not too happy about that, obviously. Um, yeah. <laughs> but um, so uh, as far as your your color goes, it's interesting because you're you've kind of successfully put in a lot of jarring colors into a kind of a naturalistic landscape, like hot pink and bright yeah. green and. But it still sort of retains its. Uh, it's also a color that's like 
not exactly like the group of seven or something like that because it's it does it just like emotionally kind of removes itself from from that sort of naturalism but you know yeah, what I'm I mean, saying? I probably sort of thought of it as like the group of seven meets the mall or something you know <laughs> <laughs> right that there is that quality to it um I, and I, I can't imagine, I mean, I can imagine because I've been painting between Canada and the United States myself for uh, a number of years, but it's like um, the, the history of all of that. I guess what I'm trying to say is like, you've successfully created your own style where it can't really be compared to like, say, Peter Doig or Francis Bacon or... or and, well, that's really nice to hear like there's a little bit of there's a little bit of um influence from different places but i don't it definitely is yours oh well i take that as a huge compliment thank you and you did mention two of my biggest uh influences too so well the problem is although like peter doig is a fantastic obviously a fantastic artist i think people can kind of when they try to do something that has a landscape element to it with with color and different things going on they have a tendency to become too much like somebody like peter doig or too much like francis bacon or too much like whatever and uh, so uh, what i like about your work is that it's it's more like like it's not just sort of another thing hmm. well that's good that means i'm doing my job <laughs> <laughs> yeah. all this time in here is worth it right exactly yeah um, and, uh, there's a kind of, yeah, there's this kind of, um, I don't know what it is. It, there's this like kind of supernatural feeling, um, to your work almost like, I can't, I can't really describe it, but everything is very, um, I don't even think it's psychedelic really, even though it's bright colors. What it, like, why would you do a landscape of say like a Canadian scene and have have like a really say like a a jarring pink color in it or or something kind of okay. vibra vibrating like that? Yeah. Well, for me, it's less less to highlight the beauty of nature and more to highlight the tension or anxiety of the picture. If that makes sense, like landscapes for me, you know. I think a lot of people think that I'm sort of this woodsy guy and I like go into the landscape and participate in the landscape somehow, but I, I actually don't <laughs> that mm. much. I like the landscape and I like hiking and like things like that. But for me, it's more, the landscape is more of a way for me to sort of il illustrate like an interior landscape more, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So, you know, as a subject, you know, it's sort of, a, it's a way to, work through something right visually but you can illustrate things other than what is there in the photograph or being there or whatever not many people do that with landscapes successfully mm -hmm. yeah well it's hard because landscape is inherently beautiful and you can get seduced by it really really easily um i guess that's where my fear of landscape comes in <laughs> you know what i mean it like keeps me separated from illustration or, or, you know, sort of showy, beautiful landscapes or something like that. I can do something psychological. Mm -hmm. the, you mentioned illustration. You definitely, um, 
you definitely escape illustration. Um, I think it's because of maybe there's a lot of accidents in your work where you just let things happen. Yeah, well, and I've been trying to do that more um, under, you know, even failure elements in the painting. I'm trying to, like, like, it's more interesting for me to show a painting that's almost perfect but has ele elements of failure in it, I think, than just kind of making something perfect. Mm -hmm. And so the way that I use paint in sort of a clunky way, it kind of lends itself to that. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. What? How do you um, find the subjects? You just go out, you take photographs on walks? Is that the basic process? But, yeah, well, what it was is I, I was going on this walk every day, and I noticed, you know, in a, in a more touristy way, how beautiful the sort of changing leaves were and everything, and then I realized I was starting to recognize trees on the walk and so on and so forth. And then I started documenting the space, this one sort of, you know, 10 block radius, pretty religiously every day. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's sort of what I've been working off of. And there was a 10 block radius in Vancouver that you were also working with? Well, no, Vancouver was a little different um, because I was dealing with how different the landscape there is. It's very psychological and, and uh, overwhelming because it's like so, you know, the trees are so massive and everything. So they were dealing with that kind of space. And I was doing, at that time, different things, you know. Over that five years, I was experimenting a bit with uh, digital imaging in my work and I was experimenting with... Um, you know, storytelling, narrative, things like that. So I would say these are a bit different uh, in their intention. Mm -hmm. And uh, you, the drawings that you were talking about that showed up in the catalog, are those drawings that are done in preparation for the paintings? Uh, well, that one was different. Um, the paintings and the drawings sort of all went hand in hand. Um, this is where I get a bit art talk or vague right. or whatever, but like, you know, I don't necessarily do drawings specifically to um, then move to a painting of that drawing, but I will draw around the subject and then make paintings based on that, if that makes any sense. So yeah, those, the drawings for the book Way Lost were meant to be shown with the paintings, but there was nothing sort of that, that was, there were no paintings that were done directly from the drawing. Mm -hmm. I see. Yeah. And is the source material current, or do you sometimes just stumble on something from years ago and make a current painting out of it? No, it's usually current. It's usually sort of, you know, being really involved with an idea and then, yeah, working with... I, I mean, I work with images in that, you know, like I'm looking right now at one of my walls and it's covered in images, but they're sort of, in the painting, they're sort of a combination of several images. I just use them as a touch, touch point, I guess. And is there a movie or literature or something like that that sort of has influenced you to a certain thing? Well, I mean, I get compared, you know, to David Lynch a lot, and I think that's totally fair, because Twin Peaks is, you know, still just the greatest of all in literature. I mean, I've been reading a lot of 
sort of environmentally themed books lately, things like um, uh, Greenwood, which was written by a Canadian author, really good book, and oh, I'll have to, I'll have to, I'll have to look on my phone and then send you, <laughs> right. and then just a lot of artist biographies and stuff. But, artist, oh, I see, uh, artist but, biographies. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what I've been reading, but um, I wouldn't say there's one book or something like that, but, you know. Uh, the novels I read and stuff probably inform the work, at least in a roundabout way. It's interesting because you've escaped Canadiana, but then at the same time, it is still very Canadian. But you know what I mean mm -hmm. by Canadiana. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely attracted to that. And I've exploited it in my work <laughs> before. I remember in 2009 when I did that uh, show in New York called Supernatural. It was really exploiting that Canadiana. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I'm completely inspired by my surroundings and work with my surroundings, but not in that kind of group of seven-esque, you know, taming the land and all of that nonsense. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's not very interesting. No, no. Um... <laughs> And then, are there some other contemporary, current artists that you identify with that are either colleagues? Or... Yeah, I mean, I'm always looking around. Um, I, I mean, Peter Doig is definitely a touchstone for me, somebody whose work I admire a lot. Um, and uh, I've been looking a lot at Noah Davis's work lately. Um, mm. I love the way I love the way he organizes his paintings between like high finish and just I don't want to say rudimentary, but like basic blocks of color and things like that. He, mm -hmm. had, he had a really good hand. Yeah, he's um, he's great. He was great. Yeah, he really is. Was great. Mm -hmm. And then more more. Um, I, I've been reading, you know, just a handful of artists' biographies and, and things like that. I try not to focus too much on the art of my time because then you can kind of get into that you know, social media, comparing yourselves and all of that negative stuff. So <laughs> I try not to pay too, too much attention on, you know, what's going on. Are you fairly active on social media or is it just kind of a touch and go experience? I was more active than I am now. Uh, like I definitely use it to post my own work and so on. And, and I'll spend a little bit of time on it. But I actually found it was starting to have really negative, um, a really negative impact on me. Uh, I'm sorry if you heard that. My wife must have texted me there. Oh. Um, yeah, it was starting to fuck with my head. Like, that's the only way to put it. So I definitely uh, give myself a little bit of time on social media. And that's it for the day. Mm -hmm. Are you showing in New York anywhere? Uh, I haven't shown in New York for a while. Um, hoping that changes. Uh, the last show I did there was at uh, Arsenal in 2018. I did a show called Same Old Future. Right. So if any of these New York art dealers are listening, you have to give Kim <laughs> Dorland a call, um, which they probably will now that I mentioned it. Um, well, I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, so um, mostly in Toronto now. Yeah. I haven't been to Toronto in a while. I have to come for a visit. The world is a strange place right now. So yeah, it's it's almost it's almost like I'm not even back in a way because you can't do anything. 
Right. <laughs> but even just the psyche of the city is that is better for me. I I really I'm very happy to be back. Mm-hmm. And did you have a lot of studio stuff that had to be kind of moved in a certain way? Oh yeah, yeah. And I had to completely clean up my last studio, which I was in for five years. So you can imagine. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. But it's funny. I actually ended up renting um, the house I'm renting. There's a small building in the back, like very small. I think I have 400 square feet in here, no heat. <laughs> I have a heater I use. Right. And this is my favorite studio I've ever had. Really? So, you know, oh yeah, it's great. It's like, I just walk outside, you know, it's like right there. Oh, so it's a, you know, it's an off, side. it's a separate building from your house? Yeah. Well, building, is, it's like a garage, I guess. Building is a know a little hyperbolic it's uh it's a garage oh it's excellent do you find that is it a small space or a larger space it's pretty small like maybe 400 square feet Uh but even when i had huge i've had a couple of really huge studios i always ended up working in a small corner anyway so right i was gonna say it's it's um working in a small space with painting is sometimes is is very easy you can do some monumental stuff in a very in a surprisingly small space that's really true you just need a wall right well that's good um and uh so you're resettled in toronto you have a new studio and you're just kind of um making a new body of work and then yeah the pandemic hasn't hit you too hard well, no, Toronto, well, it hasn't hit, well, I, I shouldn't say that. My wife's uh, mother actually died from COVID. Oh, no. Which sucked. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, it's hit us personally. You know, and for me, like, I'm okay. Like, I'm pretty happy just sort of being in the studio only. And it's given me, you know, I actually have something to really focus on while I'm here. But, um, I worry, you know, I stress about my kids a lot. Like this represents an entire year of their life now. Uh huh. Are they enrolled in school, like that kind of thing? Yeah, they're both in one's fourteen, one's eleven. So, uh, you know, one of them goes half time to school. That's the way their school's doing their right. COVID protocols, and then the other one goes every day. But, right. But you're uh, just kind of thinking about how it's going to impact the, their life, in, in a certain way. Well, yeah, it's like hard to believe they're living through this. You know, uh, I you know we're I think as a family we're handling it pretty well and we're trying to be really talkative about it. But like they don't get to do anything, <laughs> right? You know, no movies, no museums. You know, it's so right. Yeah, you know, it's definitely stressful. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, thankfully, uh, making paintings is not like being someone someone who's performing live music or something like that. You can still, mm-hmm. you can still do it. Yeah. No, I feel so grateful. You know, so many people have been affected by this in such a negative way. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm looking at a few of your paintings, and I'm seeing a couple where it's just like the landscape is just represented by like a dark color. Like just everything is black. And maybe, maybe there's one here where there's like a painter in a forest and the painter is orange and everything else is black. Oh yeah. Yeah. And there's, Mm -hmm. I think it's like a gray or violet underpainting. Okay. Sure. That's interesting. 
There's another one that's an yeah, o that's kind of like an overpass with trees. You're on my Insta. No, just just the worldwide, oh. just the internet. Um, but this the one with <laughs> yeah, this one with a there's a person who's looking kind of painting on a on a glowing orange. It's like a self portrait in in a forest, maybe. I think so. Is it the one where the left foot is turned and you can see the Adidas stripes? Yeah. On the shoe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, uh, those are from when I was doing that show. Uh, do you know the McMichael Gallery here in Kleinberg outside of mm -hmm. Toronto? Yes. Yeah, so that's where they, yeah, so that's, that was my big show, from my big show there where I was allowed to sort of interact with the museum's collection and put my own works in contrast with everything. So that was the painting I did for, one of the paintings I did for that show. So that's like a lot of Group of Seven stuff there, right? Yeah, they have sort of the best collection of Tom Thompson paintings, who's my favorite painter, hmm. and uh, quite a few others. So you like Tom Thompson out of the Group of Seven? Yeah, he's sort of my favorite, um, for sure, uh, you know. He was just, besides the myth and, you know, Canada's adoration of him, um, he was actually just an excellent painter. Mm hmm Yeah. There's a few others that are um, nice from the Group of Seven. You're kind of, mm -hmm. I think you're kind of like one of the only people that's really... I don't know. You seem to link in with all of that for me in a very direct kind of way. Yeah, I think so. I think there's a there's a, at least a um, maybe not a philosophical lineage, but definitely a, a material lineage for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, speaking of Peter Doig, there's a painting of his that's like Frank. I think it's like. Franklin Carmichael on a mountain or something, that painting of his that has kind of... Yes, that's right. Pointy that's yeah, that's a great piece. The, the kind of arbitrary color. I met Peter Doig and spent a bit of time with him in Vancouver at one point, and he's a very nice oh, man. Yeah. He's a very nice... Maybe, maybe you met him and... I met him very fleetingly at a opening of his show in Montreal. And, oh. uh, yeah, I found him very nice. Very. Uh, it was a very interesting yeah. meeting because he was at the Vancouver Art Gallery and he was getting an award. Okay. So I I met him there. Yeah, I I think he knows he knows one of my old teachers there. I think he grew up with her, Landon McKenzie, who was one of my teachers out there. Oh yeah. I think, yeah, I think. I think they gave him an honorary degree or something. Right. Yeah, he was getting an honorary degree, and simultaneously I was in a show at the Vancouver Art Gallery, and okay. Kai Althoff had a solo show. Ah, uh, yeah. So he was yeah. there, and Attila Richard Lucas was there, and everybody was congregating, so it was like Peter Doig, Kai Althoff, Attila and somebody somebody else me it was kind of a heavy group kind of a heavy group yeah no kidding <laughs> well, i've met a couple of times and he's uh he's a great painter uh, uh an intense fellow i would say Might, like it, i mean that only kindly yeah i was uh i worked for him as an artist assistant in the late 1990s 
Oh, yeah. In New York? In New York, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. He, uh, there's that documentary about that right. time. I got out of there just before that was started being filmed. Okay. So I missed the real uh, wildness of, of that <laughs> studio. It was still pretty wild. Um, I believe Tim Gardner was working there at that point. Okay. Yeah, I know Tim a little bit. Yeah. So Attila's a good friend. Tim is a good friend. Uh, now you're a good friend. And uh, <laughs> Peter Doig is an acquaintance that I met very briefly. And Kyle Thoff is another conversation entirely. He's a, a very, very fine artist. I'm, I'm really into his work. I really like his work. And it's hard to find books and things like that on him. I managed to dig one up. So I actually think the show at the Vague. Um, mm-hmm. But I think he's a superb artist. I agree with you completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he does something really special. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I had a, I accidentally phoned him one time, like I guess you call it butt dialing, but it was it was very <laughs> uh, it was very aw- very awkward, as you can imagine. <laughs> but I learned something from having different interactions with him because I was I was talking about trying to have a um um a studio visit and. And he said he doesn't do studio visits, which was kind of, um, kind of I, interesting. Well, I can kind of tell that about him. Just I, I've never met him. I don't know him personally. But just the way that his work is disseminated and the kind of work that he does, he seems like the kind of person who um, doesn't mess around right. <laughs> with certain things. Right, yeah. right, yeah. And then there was a nice, they did a performance he does some sort of performance performances with music and costumes, and I I was uh, I'm I'm kind of in uh, I kind of admire the way that he can extend his painting practice into in, into these installations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a few artists that I think are really really exceptional. He's one of them. You're definitely one of them. There's, uh, you know, I mean, you could just talk about artists all day. Um, so, yeah, no <laughs> so you don't have a, a start or an end point for the project you're working on. You're just kind of painting until you get a certain body of work together. Yeah, I mean, I'm really forcing myself to stay in the headspace that I'm in right now um, because this is uh, this is the best my studio has felt in a really long time. So I'm kind of. You know, I'm hoping I can stay in this headspace for a, a long time. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the difference is. I wonder if it's you know less uh, less exposure out there or something like that. Um, but it's definitely been um, what's the right way to put it? Just a better headspace in the studio. It feels creative. It feels like new things are happening, and it's and you know things are moving really slowly, but in the best way. Mm-hmm. You know, rather than sort of rushing and rushing and rushing to a show and taking every opportunity because it might lead to something and all of that. Mm. Which I'm, you know, that'll that'll come again, and and those are decisions I'll have to make then. But um, just as an artist, like being that that guy, it's been. It's been really nice to kind of paint without an audience in mind, if mm-hmm. that makes any sense. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I think there's this, on a certain level, the pandemic has created this wonderful kind of quiet and stillness that that lends itself to artists wanting to make images without distraction. Well, it's kind of the way it should be, in a way. <laughs> right. You know? It, it, you know, but on the other hand, uh, you know, I know a lot of artists are really struggling right now, too. So, I, you know, mm-hmm. I'm just grateful. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Okay, well, thanks for taking the time to talk to me today. Please follow up and send me some of those links that we discussed to some of that stuff. Like two images? Yeah. Just some of the things okay. that you were talking about. And stay in touch. Um, okay, cool. Over I the next sure. little bit. And... Um, I'm sure everybody listening to this will be honored and thrilled that you took the time to talk to everyone. I really appreciate it. Okay. Take care. I'll talk to you soon. You too. Stay healthy. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye. Art World, the White Hot Magazine podcast, where we feature the best art in the world. Read us on the web at www.whitehotmagazine.com. Visit us on Instagram and other social media platforms. The podcast can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all places where podcasts can be found. I'm your host, Noah Becker. 